Good morning, afternoon, or night, everyone. Coming to you from the VCG broadcast booth, I'm Verve Coach Gordon, and you are listening to Big Picture You, the podcast where wellness practices and concepts meet practical application and real-life example. A quick mention of the ping I use for my transition tone. Some of you may have already heard this, but for new listeners, and again, I'm so happy we are picking up new listeners weekly, that tone is tuned to the love frequency. Since love is the 11th energy of the 11 energies of the verve, and is also the overarching energy of the verve. And I can give you greater explanation on that tuning if you reach out to me at gordon at vervecoach.com. I like to share these tidbits of information as a way of connecting the dots relative to harmony and well-being, as all of this is about a lifestyle wherein wonderful details and information all merge to create a truly great and empowering big picture you, me, and us. A lot of these dots are also connected through narratives, histories, and surrounding relationships, bringing us back to today's sixth podcast episode, Father's Fantastic. Thanks for listening and for the great comments on episode five, Identity Components or Opponents, wherein through some true narratives, we looked at management of identity facets, sometimes seemingly conflicting, in order to gain higher levels of personal positivity and performance of best self. Also got a lot of awesome comments on the theme song Durango, songs a tribute to my grandmother, Mamalita, and relevant to the episode, as a couple of my seemingly conflicting identity facets are my Latino and Caucasian heritage, or should I say heritages, or growing up Caucasian, a mix of Chicano and Caucasian, because that was a dynamic I was in while growing up during the first American Civil Rights Movement, and I do consider that we are in the second American Civil Rights Movement right now. But to connect in the big picture, I will say that singular identity can sometimes be difficult to pin down, let alone manage all of the fluid facets of identity within that singular umbrella identity. I hope I added some new experience and perspective to assist you in knowing yourself better and even in helping others get to know themselves better. I will talk a little bit later about how the connection is made from individual harmony to group, organizational, institutional, and even social harmony. In episode five, I also told a true story of a personal narrative relative to the killing of George Floyd and surrounding social dynamics. Uh, you might want to check that out. It's, uh, I would say, very thought-provoking. Okay, so although this episode is titled Father's Fantastic and is a tribute to dads, because of the nature of my father's work and my work, the episode and the stories are especially relevant because I'm going to tie in some current and past social dynamics and challenges that involve social justice and social equity. As always, the program is relative to the big picture you, big picture me, and big picture us. I'd like to mention that uh, even though some of the content is heavy here on the Big Picture You podcast series, our tone is not always heavy, 
Most times we keep things upbeat and we even have a good amount of humor here in the VCG broadcast booth while we look at life through various lenses and apply different perspectives. The main thing is that we always remain respectful. So the theme song for this episode, a song I wrote called Blue-Eyed Son of a Gun, which is off my album End of the Ride, which was done some time ago, maybe, oh, I don't know, 18, 20 years ago. And Blue-Eyed Son of a Gun, because I do have blue eyes, and my dad had blue eyes. The content of the song revolves around my providing my father with plenty of challenges and frustrations as I grew up, even into my early adulthood, I will admit. But I'm going to expand on that shortly as I move into the main program content of this broadcast and the episode, Father's Fantastic. And I'll talk a little bit more about the song toward the end of the broadcast, and it will play through in its entirety after this episode is over. Again, all of this good stuff, and that is a favorite expression of my dad's, whether it was really good stuff or not, like when referring to a certain vegetable or something that I wouldn't want to eat, and he would say, eat that up, it's good stuff. But in our case, everything on the VCG program is good stuff and provides us with a lot of uh, good takeaways. So all the good stuff within the VCG messaging is designed to help us create a very strong basis for an amazing big picture you, big picture me, and big picture us. As I mentioned last time, I've had many strong female influencers in my life and have spoken of them in previous episodes. But I've also had very strong male influencers in my life, particularly my dad, whom I wish to speak about in this Father's Day tribute show, Father's Fantastic. And that'll be the main content of our episode today, the sixth Big Picture You episode. I've also received some comments from some listeners. And thank you so much, Father's Fantastic. And I'll be mixing those into the program today. Remember, you can always reach out to me with comments at any time at gordon at vervecoach.com or you can visit my website at www.vervecoach.com to find more details on me and what I do, as well as a contact form you can use. The Big Picture You podcast series is available on these podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, and Radio Public, as well as Breaker. Episodes can also be found on my website, on the media page, and on my YouTube channel, also on my Vimeo channel. All right, as we come back around to our reasons for this particular episode, first thing I'd like to do is circle back to the theme song, Blue-Eyed Son of a Gun, some of the lyric meaning, some of the intent. It is a tribute to my dad, and I will expand on that later in the program. In this episode, episode six, Father's Fantastic, I'm featuring some listener comments as well, and a personal narrative surrounding my father and our relationship over the years. 
My dad was an amazing and hardworking guy who loved his work and his family. And as I truly enjoy connecting dots, and it is one of my fields of expertise, I'm going to pull forward a connection to the last Big Picture You episode, episode 5, Identity Components or Opponents, and the notion of multiple and shifting, sometimes seemingly conflicting identity facets, or what I call oxymoronic identity components. So watch for that uh, a little bit later in the summer. Of course, this is my story and path, thoughts and opinions coming from me. And however well informed my thoughts and opinions may be, you may or may not agree with me. And that is totally cool. Always remember that your path and big picture, although our paths may cross or intermingle, your path is unique to you. And I hope that you find my content valuable in creating your vision and fulfilling your mission. I do a lot of work in vision and mission setting with individual and group clients. So reach out to me if you have any questions or just to let me know how you feel. You can get to me at gordon at vervcoach.com. You are listening to Big Picture You podcast series coming to you from VCG Studios. Now on to Father's Fantastic. And the stuff that created me and my dad's Big Picture Us. To get us started, though, my friend Orlando recently told me that one of the most important things he learned from his dad was to become involved in his son's activities. He said his dad was a longtime Little League coach, even after Orlando's playing days ended. He also says that he appreciated the time his father spent with the kids, and he has followed in his dad's footsteps by being an assistant ice hockey coach on his own son's youth hockey teams. Later, as a volunteer with the Blue Knights Drum and Bugle Corps, when his son was a performer, he closes out by saying, Great times. I've known Orlando for a good while now, and I've seen firsthand what a wonderful and dedicated dad he is. Hats off to a job very well done, my friend, and thanks so much for sharing that with us here on the Big Picture You podcast series. And please remember that I don't tell these stories and anecdotes, especially personal stories and anecdotes, to be Johnny Cool Guy, but only because they're relative to my messaging in the big picture and within this podcast series in the way we are connecting dots to real life examples. Following up on Orlando's comments, my father graduated from the police academy the year I was born, and he had to do shift work. He was the new guy as a police officer, so most of his shifts were nights and weekends. So his attendance at school and other events was somewhat minimal for a lot of my childhood. He also worked additional private security shifts a lot. But I very clearly remember many games of catch with the football and baseball with him in the yard, where he imparted many bits of wisdom and advice, as well as life lessons. As his time on the job passed and he gained seniority, he was able to get specific weekends and vacation time off, and he and I went on many fishing trips together, sometimes with my youngest sister, and we always took a summer vacation as well, 
at first in a big tent, then a progression of pop-up style camper trailers. Started with a small homemade one and made it all the way up to one with a inside table and seating arrangement for eating with a stove and a refrigerator. Pretty cool stuff. As a family, we crisscrossed most of the western United States during the interstate boom that began in the 1950s, carried us through the 1960s and into the early 1970s when all us kids were turning into young adults with jobs and friends and other responsibilities, too grown up and cool to go on the family vacations. Besides the camping and fishing and rounds of catch, he also taught me how to do home improvements and auto repair projects. I remember very specifically what I believe was the first home improvement project I helped him with, and we were in a crawl space under one of our first homes, and he asked me to hand him some various supplies, nuts, bolts, screws, tools, and he showed me what each tool was, told me the name of it, and I was very small, probably about preschool age, but I do remember that instance. I also remember with great mental clarity when he let me drive the family car while pulling one of those camping trailers on a vacation with the family riding along on the interstate highway and not in Colorado while I only had my learner's permit. So even though a police officer a little bit flexible on that one, I remember it was a winding piece of highway and I did everything to the T keeping steady rotation of my eyes from the windshield to the inside mirror to the driver's outside mirror to the passenger outside mirror to the speedometer and then all round again. My hands were at 10 and 2, posture was erect, lane alignment was correct, and all focus was engaged. But I reckon he was confident in me, the way he taught me, and the way I learned, and also the values he had instilled in me beyond driving a car. I do so appreciate his trust, even if at times I may have betrayed it. But we kind of do stuff when we're young, and my dad was cool enough to take things in stride and roll with the punches. The day I left home at 18 years old, we'd had a major disagreement. Growing up in the 1960s and 70s, and during the first American Civil Rights Movement, there was a certain feeling between law enforcement and uh, my two primary friend groups also had conflicts with it. Caucasian versus Chicano. And that goes back to the growing up Caucasian. So there became some tension between me and my dad as I neared age 18. On that day, we ended up telling each other that we never wanted to see one another again. And I left town for four years. I've mentioned the rock and roll dynamic in my life in previous episodes and even made vague mention to bad rock and roll habits, very vague mention, but I will be expanding on some stuff and also the beginnings of where I got into rock and roll. And so after that day and that blowout with my dad, I split to New York, the only place I knew people outside of Colorado who were not family. I was a pretty angry young man at that point. It was in New Jersey where I started playing in those bands and some pretty uh, severe punk bands that was right at the beginning of the original punk rock movement. 
And so there was some ways to vent some anger and some ways in New York, New Jersey to start getting into some bad rock and roll habits. At one point during my time on the East Coast, my dad wrote me a very heartfelt letter that affected me deeply. He was apologizing for not being such a great dad. And I'm like, what? Suddenly, I was aware that I had a part in this feud as well. All the blame shouldn't be on him. I guess I had uh, matured at least a little bit since that day that we had our big blowout never wanted to see each other again. I eventually got homesick. After about four years, I called him and told him I wanted to move back home, and he said, there will always be a place for you here. My intent was to stay with my folks long enough to fully repair the relationship with my dad, become friends, and together we accomplished that. After a few years, I got back to my own pad again. I have to say, though, that I definitely brought the rock and roll vibe home and that it greatly expanded during those few years. After the punk rock came New Wave and I was playing a lot of gigs. Along with New Wave came the 12-inch Mohawk in uh, various colors with nearly a waist-long rat tail down my back. And uh, you can look these things up on YouTube if you're not certain of what a rat tail might be. Um, All kinds of fashion options came about that may or may not have been prudent choices, at least from a 2020 perspective. After my fifth ear piercing, one of my uncles asked my dad what he thought of all this rock and roll stuff. And my dad simply said, if he wants to live an alternative lifestyle, he better be prepared to take the heat. And the heat I did take more than a few times. An amazing and strong, yet sensitive human being. My dad saved my bacon big time just before I left for New York, which became another stressor on our relationship. But I'll devote an entire episode to that in the future. Now, I believe my father became a police officer because he wanted to help people. As I said in my last episode, I don't believe that he was a batterer or abuser. And he worked and worked hard, eventually gaining a promotion to detective in the juvenile division because he really enjoyed working with kids. And I liken my path to what he was doing as well. Also, in terms of a life's path, my dad just wanted me to find something that I love to do for a living and just go with it 100% and do my very best. Never had any grand expectations or manipulation and specifically told me he would prefer that I not become a police officer. And I think I am finally aligning and being true to at least some of his wishes. Uh, My dad was hurt seriously a few times while he was on the job. One time in particular, and we never really got, uh, by we I mean the kids in my family, never really got a complete explanation of this particular evening's injuries. But I remember the middle of the night, a police car screeches up with siren and lights on, and there's a ring at the bell at the front door. My mother answers. Next thing I know, she goes across the street, gets our neighbor to come watch the kids, gets in the police car, and they squeal away, lights and sirens running. 
my dad was in the hospital for quite a few weeks and then he was off the job for more than a few months he was doing some home physical therapies or pts as they call them now and uh, he was bringing himself back to health that whole time lots of scars but never a full explanation to the kids there was another time when he wrote a woman a traffic ticket and she sped down the highway after getting the ticket turned around came back the wrong way on the highway, hit him, knocked him, I don't know, 100 feet through the air, and he hit the ground with broken bones and internal injuries. And, of course, she got a ticket and got taken away. Um, I was pretty young, so I never heard what really the outcome of that was. But as I say, a very sensitive man in a very difficult and sometimes insensitive job. On the lighter side, though, He worked security for the Beatles, and he also worked security for Elvis. Kind of cool little pieces there. And I'm going to wrap up this segment about my dad with this closing anecdote. And it revolves around uh, some of the challenges that I presented with him, or at least kind of represents some of the challenge involved in raising me. Um, I had come home one evening from high school um, in a certain condition and I was imbibing with some friends after school and I came home late and I was old enough at this point that my father was getting evenings off and having dinner with the family now. I walked in the door and the only seat available at the table was next to my dad. We were a family of six so the kitchen was pretty well filled at the table Um, so I took that empty chair next to my dad My younger sister knew that I had been imbibing a little bit, and so she started mugging on me, just making faces and stuff. And I was trying to hold my laughter. Did pretty well during the main course. Um, For dessert, we had strawberry shortcake with whipped cream. And I was eating that, and I had a nice big mouthful, and my sister did something, and I was going to laugh. And I didn't want to spit whipped cream and strawberries on the table. I turned to my left, and who do you think was sitting on my left but my father? And I spit whipped cream, shortcake, and strawberries all over the side of his face. Again, a very sensitive man. Very difficult job. Tough raising a family. But a cool cucumber. All he said was, I think you better go to your room. And boy, oh boy, did I hightail it to my room. A great guy, my dad. Miss him dearly. You are listening to Big Picture You podcast series coming to you from VCG Studios. All right, let's continue with Father's Fantastic. And I've learned a lot from my dad. As I say, I miss him dearly, having passed some 13 and a half years ago. But even with my family-oriented upbringing and lots of models and influencers, I never had what many people would call my own children or biological children. As it turns out, I fell in love with an amazing woman who already had two children from a previous marriage, And the rest is, as they say, history. 
or, I guess, her story. We've been together over 30 years, married 24 of them. You know, we wind our way through life with a plan that may or may not work out. Although within the current practice of verve coaching, the idea is fully about creating a plan that may shift now and then, but will totally work out very nicely as a life's course, of course. At this point in life, I am in a beautiful space with two wonderful stepkids. I say kids, but they are full adults on great paths of their own, and with two awesome grandkids. I'm their Papa G, and they totally rock. We've had many sleepovers, played many games, and eaten lots of waffles, hot dogs, and mac and cheese. And believe me, I am so proud of my role. I have so much love for my family. I would not trade it for all the money in the kingdom. I'm going to segue now to uh, listener comments. And there is a certain sentiment among fathers that I've heard, and it goes something like this. I am not your friend. I am your father. Very powerful, but at the same time puts all the dad responsibilities firmly on the father's shoulders. It's a kind of vow, if you will. I've heard it from various dads. I heard it from my dad, and I heard it from the dad who provided the following comments related to his fathering experiences. And this comes from my good friend Austin. He starts out, To be a father. It's a great gift from God. It's absolutely wonderful and dreadful at the same time. It's harder than anyone would ever tell you but absolutely worth every bit of it. The thing that I figured out for myself, meaning Austin, is that as a father, you deal with more human excrement, and this is where the PG rating on the program kicks in, more human excrement than you will ever know. And since it's from your itty-bitty loved ones, somehow, in a twisted, skewed way, it's okay. Austin goes on to say, having children has changed me for the better. Before I never knew myself as a selfish person, but now having children, they come first with most everything I do. Thank you so much for those comments, Austin, and I've certainly seen your family grow over these past years. An amazing job. Along with all of the fathers I have spoken about today, the father's fantastic. Thanks so much for your input, for taking part in the program, and adding to our experience of hearing about Big Picture You, Big Picture Me, and Big Picture Us. And as we go through these program episodes, I like to relate everything to the energies of the Verve and not to all 11 energies, but I like to specifically pick ones that go along with our discussion content and listener input. And I mentioned in the last episode, I've been working with a little color psychology, nothing super deep, just some stuff that implies a few moods and emotions. And I've been applying it to my work in a very low key way. So what I'm going to do next is I'm going to tell you a little bit about the color of the energies I've connected to this week's content. I'll tell you a little bit about the color, the relationship to the theme of Father's Fantastic. 
Now, there may be other crossovers, and if you have access to the 11 Energies of the Verve list, which is available at my website, www.vervecoach.com, it's also available in my book, or you can contact me at info at vervecoach.com, and I'll get a list out to you so you can follow along with these. But the energies I have picked for today, and some of them cross over to last time's episode as well. The first energy I'm going to connect is energy of the verb number six, and that is truth, represented by blue. And we're seeing blue and truth reoccur a lot in these episodes. Blue inspires peace, tranquility, stability, harmony, unity, trust, truth, of course, confidence, and loyalty. Blue also represents sky, water, and technology. So to expand a little bit, this is so vital in one's life and relationships, especially with raising children. Truth is important for kids and for parents. My dad always stressed the value of living a truthful life, and he modeled it very well. Let's think also of technology how truthfulness may be impacted by technology, social media, and our devices as we roll through our lives. The second energy I'd like to connect is energy of the verb number seven, and that is self-value, represented by dark blue. Dark blue symbolizes integrity, knowledge, power, and seriousness. And seriousness, we can look at kind of as when a dad says, I'm not your friend, I'm your father. Self-value hinges on being truthful. We like to connect these energies to each other as well as to the content. And that is truthful in our dealings and also truthful about ourselves. Sometimes truths can be really hard to accept even when they're positive. But by being truthful to ourselves, it becomes much easier to be truthful with others. And when living a life of truth, confidence levels will soar, driving self-value levels before it to unimagined heights. You are listening to Big Picture You podcast series coming to you from VCG Studios. Next energy of the verb I'd like to connect is energy number eight, forgiveness, which is represented by yellow. Yellow signifies joy and happiness, stimulating optimism, idealism, imagination, and very importantly, hope. Yellow also represents sunshine and friendship. Now, I've got to go ahead and connect energies number six, truth, and energy number seven, self-value to energy number eight, forgiveness. Not just forgiveness of others, which is very important, but also forgiveness of yourself, thus building huge amounts of self-value that will serve a parent well, allowing them to serve as a super effective role model for kids. This episode just keeps getting juicier and juicier. Let's go ahead and connect those energies to energy of the verb number 10, Courage, which is represented by purple. And this is so applicable in myriad instances, we see it a lot when applied to the Verve Coach Gordon content. Purple represents 
transformation, mystery, wisdom, enlightenment, spirituality, honor, and temperance. So you can see how it kind of connects across the energies of the verve. It combines the calm stability of blue and the fierce energy of red. Courage is really kind of a blanket energy. I like to say that it takes courage to engage in energies one through nine. But it takes the greatest courage to love. Energy number 11 is love. And that is the umbrella energy. And again, that's why we go back to the transitional ping tone tuned at the love frequency. Let's move right along to connecting energy of the verb number 11, which is love, as I just mentioned, represented by the color pink. Pink symbolizes love, tenderness, and acceptance. It also inspires greater nurturing tendencies. Now, I know out there, some guys like to deny or attempt to minimize some of these qualities, but I'll just ask you all straight out. Have you ever known a guy to soften up in the wake of his own children? I rest my case, Father's Fantastic. And this is truly an awesome mix of the energies of the verve. You might be able to tell in my voice how excited and worked up I get about all this, but it all is truly instrumental in creating a powerful big picture you, me, and us. And as I said, I really enjoy connecting the energies of the Verve with the content we are discussing in each episode in order to help listeners get a really solid idea of how the 11 energies of the Verve are totally applicable to everyday life. I do have a bit of a fun activity that allows you to get a gauge on where you stand in navigating and managing the 11 energies of the Verve. And it is called a free revelation tool. So if you go to my website, www.vervecoach.com, just click the menu item, 11 energies, and about a quarter of the way down that page, click the link to the energy revelation tool, and you will be taken there. It's in my book too, and it's a really uh, easy and fun activity, again, to just get a, a little gauge on where you are with these energies. Now we primary function of this podcast, of course, is to educate one another, share our knowledge and experiences, and just to connect with each other. And in these ways, we not only get some education, we get to know each other, but we're also building community. So please reach out to me at gordon at vervecoach.com. Let's get some conversations going. Let's get some fun conversations, some difficult conversations, but let's make it all engaging and respectful. As always, I mention the 11 energies of the verve from time to time and relate them to certain things, content, and discussion. These are simply foundational values, guidelines, and signposts. I will be devoting entire episodes to each of the 11 energies and covering the ways they relate to one another as well as a way to connect the dots on our shared path of personal positivity and performance of best self. I'll do at least one episode on the origins of the 11 energies of the Verve, and I may do one episode on how I came upon it, and one episode on the whys, hows, and whereabouts. 
all of the connections from the beginning through practical application. And it's not a question of, will I be doing them? It's just a question of, will it be one, two, or three episodes? So be on the lookout for that one. I believe it or they will be thought-provoking, enlightening, and entertaining episodes. I have an article out there called Empower Your Heart of Hearts. You can get to it at my website, www.vervcoach.com, under the uh, media menu item. Or you can get it on LinkedIn if you are a connection. Or reach out to me and I will send you the link. Along those lines, I'd like to speak for a moment as I've been getting questions about what these types of articles, individual or even group coaching, has to do with the larger picture of fighting racism, creating unity, social justice, the topics of police brutality, and I have trained police officers in anti-bias, stereotyping, and implicit bias, what all this has to do with Black Lives Matter and other social movements. I've also been getting questions about what my approach of kindness, care, and love has to do with the big social picture, that big picture us, especially within our current social challenges. The answers to these questions are closely linked and interdependent. Oftentimes, there is the view that these approaches are signs of weakness and not strength. This is so not true. And the foundation of the Verve Coach practice and entity is truth. Energy of the Verve number six, as we covered a bit earlier. Kindness, care, and love were also the foundations of Dr. Martin Luther King's movement. And I've studied and embraced that in my work. Dr. King worked from the perspective of agape, which is founded in the practice of love and how we can maintain love and human respect even under duress. That's why they did the lunch counter training. If you're not familiar with the lunch counter trainings, go ahead and do an internet search on that. I'm sure you can find YouTube videos and other content out there. But basically, it was a training to teach Dr. Martin Luther King's followers how to remain calm while insults were being hurled at them and the possibility of physical abuse. It was all about keeping the peace and the love. Agape is a wonderful foundation for the hard work of diversity and inclusion, social justice, and social equity, which were all major pieces in my degree program and my life's and professional path. The work of love starts from within, and it expands outward. Many times folks will take pause at the notion of love your enemies, and they'll ask, how is this possible? Through careful study of Dr. King's work, I've created an infographic called Spheres of Love and Inclusion that illustrates ranges of love relative to personal investment in relationships and what is closest to your heart of hearts. The spheres expand outward to the outer sphere where simply respect for human beings is our only yet strongest guiding light. As we become better adjusted inside, and we grow, and we move outside, people begin to read us. It feeds a chain of social and group involvement and engagement. 
bringing about personal and professional harmony, as well as group, organizational, and greater levels of institutional harmony. Institutions like schools, hospitals, policing, and the judicial system. I'll just ask you this question. Have you ever noticed that many times our group and organizational values do not match with our personal values? We'll get into that a bit more in a future episode. But for now, I will say that the chain that grows from self-contentment is a really cool illustration of the holistic nature of Verve Coaching and the Big Picture You podcast series and the 11 Energies of the Verve book content. The 11 Energies of the Verve book, available at Amazon, 11 Energies of the Verve, A Journey of Personal Positivity and Performance of Best Self. And as I say, it is available on Amazon or reach out to me and I can get a signed copy to you. Be sure to get the second issue with the 11 graphic on the front. The one with the sun and the hand graphic on the front is out of print and should not be available. I've seen some used copies of the first issue out there and I've tried to buy up what I can. There is a lot of self-wellness and motivational content, dynamic and fun photos and graphics, as well as some suggested wellness activities and routines based on what I do. The audiobook will be out soon. And I'd like to say thanks again to everyone who contributed to this episode for sharing some personal feelings and information. Energy of the Verve number 10, Courage. And for comments, concerns, questions, issues, suggestions for interviews, or ideas for future programs, reach out to me at info at vervecoach.com. Our next episode, episode number seven of the Big Picture You podcast series, is entitled, It's Okay to Feel Good. Be happy. We take a lot of negative hits, and they are very strong. But the negatives do not outweigh the positives, and we'll be getting into some of that. Okay, back to the theme music for this episode. Blue-Eyed Son of a Gun off my album, End of the Ride. Again, as I mentioned, I have blue eyes, my dad had blue eyes, and I gave him a good bit of challenges as I was coming up and put a bit of frustration on him, even into my early adulthood. And I'm going to expand on that again in a future episode. There's lots of juicy stuff coming up on the Big Picture You podcast series, but back to the song. There's themes like, boy, keep your feet on the ground, be truthful, work in order to be happy. The blues will knock you down. No pity parties. I had an uncle that lent me a lyric idea. He would not drive his car if it did not have four hubcaps on it. Or wheel covers. Now, cars today, the wheel's all one piece, but back then it was a very plain wheel. There were no spinners or anything. And then a cover went on top of it. They would fly off when you hit a pothole or the curb or something like that. To my uncle, an automobile was not complete unless it had all four wheel covers. And he wouldn't drive his car. After he had lost the wheel cover, we were all going out to dinner, and he asked me to drive because he had incomplete presentation. 
So there's a lyric there, four-wheel cover. That just means being complete, living a complete life. There's another lyric, straight-tongued lover. And although it sounds somewhat dubious, it really means simply to always be truthful and approach life with love in your mind and heart. Love your life, but be straight in your dealings with people. The song's going to play through in its entirety at the end of this episode for your listening pleasure. I have a full library of music out at soundcloud.com under Gordon Tunes, and my song Counting Down for Courage is out there. And now there's just a tidbit of business I must take care of. You are listening to Big Picture You podcast series coming to you from VCG Studios. All content, text, and music are copyright Verve Coach Gordon unless otherwise cited. And in closing out this episode of the podcast series, Big Picture You, Episode 6, Father's Fantastic. Remember, kindness is beautiful in creating an amazing Big Picture You, Big Picture Me, and Big Picture Us. Be well, my friends. Thank you.